Flashback Fridays on 630 Chad, Friday. Happy Flashback Friday. We're flashing back to 1980 this hour. That's the year that all those songs that you just heard are from. Uh, some some hits. I feel like we picked all the hits there in uh, in that last intro. Listen to that. I don't know that it really knew what it was doing in, in terms of music. What do you think, Morley? Yeah, some, I think like, you're right. Good they had year, some good, bad year? They had some, they had some good songs there, but I'm, I'm just looking at the list now of top songs, and there's some some cheesy ones on there, like, like Funky Town. Was yes. uh, was in the top ten for the year, and just just songs like that. The the Pina Colada song was uh, was a big song in 1980 as well, right? Uh, by Rupert Holmes. Yeah, like not not all of them were home runs, but yeah, there there were it some was, good. It was they were they were quirky. They were different. Like even like I'm looking Cars by by Gary Newman. Just little songs that were different, right? Quirky songs and. Songs that don't stand but, up anymore, basically. But I think, like, I think paving the way for like a lot of trial and error that kind of happened in music when it when you look at the '80s, you know, because it really it was sort of all over the place in terms of different genres that were popular. People trying like lots of different kind of elect- electronic sort of sounds. So yeah, I mean, maybe 1980 wasn't the perfect year for music, but it it certainly was paving the way to a lot of different types of of things that people were trying, so to speak. Uh, Going to be talking, uh, of course, for the rest of, the, of this hour, for the next 20 minutes or so, about 1980. Uh, Chad Nation, I want to know what life looked like for you in 1980. What were you doing? What were you up to? Lots of great texts coming in, 780-496-0063, uh, about what life looked like for you in 1980. Uh, Angie reminding us last hour that she bought a home for $83,000, paid it off eight years later, which is incredible. Um, Lyle says... 1980 wasn't a good year for me. He says, I was moving oil rigs up in northern BC. He says, one afternoon it had warmed up enough to start melting the snow and ice, and I was coming down a steep river hill with switchbacks and lost control and went over the edge. He says, I don't remember the accident. They found me walking on the bridge headed towards Fort Nelson. Messed me up pretty good, and I'm still feeling it these days. Lyle, that's quite a story. Man, I'm glad that you're around to still tell it, but that's... Yeah, I guess that that year would stand out to you if you had an accident or, or something like that, that that was that big that happened to you. Uh, someone else saying 1980, I was five years old, so I don't remember anything. Yeah, you're kind of, I, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't alive in 1980, so I don't remember anything personally, but sometimes it's still fun to look back. Morley, you said you were in grade 12 in 1980. I, yeah, grade 12 in Regina, I was uh, 10 feet tall and bulletproof, and I didn't remember much really at all, except for, for music and TV and uh, and hanging out after school and that, right? I know I, I worked at Safeway at the, uh, the Northtown Mall in Regina in the produce department and I went to school and watched hockey and didn't really have a care in the world like most people in grade 12 right uh well speaking of speaking of movies and and music and tv uh someone reminding us on the text line here that they say wkrp was on in 1980 and still one of the funniest shows on tv agree 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, grammatic, or not grammatically, but it's inaccurate the way a radio station works. But, man, it was funny. Because I, I, I always would pick it apart when I watch it because you'd see they put a, a three-minute song on and talk for seven minutes while the song was on, right? You know, that's just not how it works. That's not how you queue up a record. That's not how you do that, right? But, no. oh, it was so funny. And created created one of the best lines in television, of course, right? As, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> Well, and you know, right. you know, I mean, you know, sorry to jump in, just really, really quickly, you two, just really, really, you know that Les Nessman from WKRP was actually here at 6.30, Jed, the news guy really? on that show. Oh, yeah, he was here. We had him in for a day. He was absolutely terrific. Yep. Sa Sanders, Saunders was his last name. That's right. Yep. Richard Saunders, I think. That's yeah. the guy. Yep, we had yeah. him in what, for an Randy, entire day. What did you have him in to do? Like to read the news? Oh yeah. Oh, he read the, the hog news reports, here. Reports, I'm sure. And of course he did the hog reports. Are you yeah. kidding? That was the Silver number one Salad. item. Yeah, he was here Silver for an Salad entire day. Guy. We yeah. flew him in, and he was on 6:30 Ched because we were a music station at that time, right? So wow. uh, we were just like WKRP in Cincinnati. That we were 6:30 Ched in Edmonton. So yeah, Les wow, was here cool. and read the hog reports. Yeah, it was fabulous. Because I was working I here that. then. I was working here then, so. I was going to ask, Randy, because you, you've been I mean, you've been kind of back and forth from Ched for a little while, but in 1980, you would have been, what, what would your role have been? I was doing sports, just like Morley does now. I was doing sports full-time at 6.30 Ched back in 1980 and, you know, covering the Oilers, covering the Edmonton football team, and it was, what a great time to be covering sports in Edmonton. I'll tell you, it was fabulous. Yep. I can imagine. Well, and now, I mean, we've switched gears, Randy. Now you're, yeah. you're doing the news for us. Back and forth <laughs> what a all weird over time the to place. be doing the news. It is. Um, <laughs> you did put together a, a big news package of big stories and headlines that happened in 1980. Let's take a look at what everyone was talking about in the world of news that year. Flashback Fridays on 630 Chat 1980. Well, certainly one of the biggest stories from this year was the eruption of Mount St. Helens on May the 18th down in Washington State. The ground moved a little bit and then, oh my God, the whole mountain took off. Spewing scalding rock and ash. It was coming toward us like it was being shot out of a shotgun. Unleashing deadly torrents of debris and mud. I felt him grab me, pull me up on top of a log, and he just kept screaming to hang on. And leaving behind a landscape of devastation and death. 57 people in total died. Ash from that eruption fell on our city for days and days. In early December 1980, we heard these shocking words from an emergency room physician in New York City. This evening, John Lennon arrived at the emergency room at the Roosevelt uh, Hospital. He was dead on at the time of his arrival. Numerous resuscitative efforts were made after his arrival in the hospital, including transfusions, surgical procedures, other procedures. But in spite of the effort of many physicians and after many procedures, we were unable to restore the life of Mr. Lennon. John Lennon shot and killed by Mark David Chapman. Lennon had just turned 40 two months before his death. I know I've tried to solve this for years and I've never been successful, get too frustrated. Talking about Rubik's Cube, it debuted internationally in 1980 during a toy fair in London created by Erno Rubik in the 1970s, first patented as the Magic Cube in Hungary back in 1975. How many of these do you have sitting on your home office desk right now? Have, have a look for your 
post-it notes. Oh yeah, 3M started selling them in 1980, invented by Arthur Fry and Spencer Silver. Post-it notes come in eight standard sizes, 25 shapes, and 62 colors. Now, in the courts in 1980, the killer clown, John Wayne Gacy Jr., was sentenced to death for the murder of 33 boys and young men in and around Chicago. He was finally executed in 1994. In Vegas in 80, fire destroyed the MGM Grand Hotel. And 41 years ago, this coming Monday, in fact, April 12, 1980, Terry Fox started his Marathon of Hope run across our country, supporting cancer research. Four and a half months later, sadly, on September 1st, Terry Fox had to end his Marathon of Hope. His cancer had come back. In late October 1980, then-Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau introduced the National Energy Program. Our Premier in 1980 was Peter Lougheedy, and Trudeau clashed many, many times over the NEP. In our city, the first folk festival was held in 1980, not in its current location at Gallagher Park either. The first folk fest was in Gold Bar Park, and the Great Divide waterfall flowed off the high-level bridge for the first time. Our mayor in 1980 was Cease Purvis. How many times have you seen this movie? Hello. The star of Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, was born in 1980, as were Ryan Gosling, Kristen Bell, Matthew Gray Goobler, Christina Aguilera, and Kim Kardashian. For the year 1980 on Flashback Friday here on 630 Chad, I'm Randy Kilburn. Wow, okay, so a lot happened in the year 1980. Uh, love that recap from Randy there. And uh, Ted Nation, lots of great texts coming in from you. 780-496-0063, what your life looked like in 1980. Uh, this person didn't leave their name, but they said in 1980, I was eight years old listening to Ched on my flip clock radio. <laughs> Ched started my love of rock. Love that. Yeah, back when we were a music station. Uh, someone else says, Hi, Chelsea. Best memory of 1980 was uh, the ACDC Back in Black album tour at the Coliseum. Uh, still remember the opening song, Hell's Bells. That would have been an unbelievable yep. show, the Coliseum, yep. too. Wow. And that, that's one that's, of the best-selling albums of all time, too, right? The Back in Black album. I would think, yeah, like yeah. concerts yeah. in that era yeah. would have been killer because it's everyone that had had a ton of success in the late, the late 70s that would yep. be touring at that point, right, Morley? Absolutely, and the and yeah, the big stadium shows were the were the thing back then. I think that's in the '80s is when I, I think they started to have some some concerts at, at Commonwealth as well at the time. But yeah, the the big arena shows were huge during the '80s. Absolutely, love those ones, Morley. A lot of people in the text line still talking about uh, it being Wayne Gretzky's rookie year. Uh, talking, someone said uh, they remember a, a scrawny Gretzky arriving at um, on Peter Pocklington's jet. What else was going on in the world of sports in 1980? Well, we talked about hockey last time around, so let's talk about football. This time around, the Edmonton Football Club was in the glory days in 1980, right in the middle of their five in a row. After a 13-3 regular season, they beat Winnipeg in the West Final, then won their third of five straight Grey Cups, defeating the Hamilton Tiger Cats 48-10 in what is one of the most lopsided Grey Cup games ever. Tommy Scott, three touchdowns. Jim Germany, two touchdowns. And the defense held Hamilton to just three field goals and a single. No touchdowns in the game for Hamilton. 
Hamilton. Warren Moon was named the game's MVP. This trophy could have went to a lot of ball players on our team. You know, everybody had a great day offensively. I have to give credit to our offensive line for picking up the blitzes and giving me the time to hit the receivers. And uh, it's just been a great team effort like that all year long. And it's a great feeling this year more than any of the other years because, you know, I didn't feel I was as involved as I was this year. You know, it's been a great year for me, a great year for the ball club, and um, three in a row, you know, what can you say? Well, how about five in a row? Because they eventually did that. Uh, the Super Bowl went in January to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who beat the L.A. Rams 31-19. Terry Bradshaw was named the MVP, winning his fourth and final Super Bowl championship. Just how good was that Steelers team in 1980? Ten players and their coach later moved into the Football Hall of Fame in Canton. The University of Alberta Golden Bears won the Vanier Cup that year. Uh, boxing was big. In June, Roberto Durant upset Sugar Ray Leonard to win the WBC welterweight title at Olympic Stadium in Montreal. In November, the rematch went in New Orleans at the Superdome. Sugar Ray won it after Durant famously uttered the words, no moss, as his trainer threw in the towel. This is the legend of Muhammad Ali the prettiest fighter there ever will be. He talks a great deal, he brags indeed of a powerful punch and blinding speed. And no longer the greatest, Muhammad Ali came out of a two-year retirement to fight for a championship for the final time. He couldn't answer the bell in the 10th round and lost to Larry Holmes. In basketball, the LA Lakers beat the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA final. It was Larry Bird over Magic Johnson for Rookie of the Year voting, the start of a great rivalry between those two. Bjorn Borg and John McEnroe were the kings of tennis. Borg beat Mack to win his fifth straight Wimbledon. Mack returned the favor at the U.S. Open. And George Brett had a year. A 30-game hit streak and toyed with 400 into late September. He settled at 395, was named MVP, and led the KC Royals to the World Series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Brett had to leave Game 2 of the World Series in the sixth inning. Nowadays, they would call it a lower body injury, Chelsea, but back then, in 1980, they told it like it was. He had hemorrhoids. Ooh. Surgery. <laughs> Surgery the next day. Then he hit a home run in Game 3 to help the Royals win that game. Afterwards... He said his problems were, quote, all behind him now. Uh, the, Phillies, uh, the Phillies ended up winning the World Series. And, and, and one more note, uh, the Masters in 1980 went to Seve Ballesteros, just 23 years of age, the youngest ever to win it. His take-home pay from winning the Masters in 1980, $55,000. Uh, whoever wins it this weekend will take home just over $2 million in prize money. Wow, okay, so times have changed just Indeed. a little bit. Just a smidge. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, Morley. Love that recap. Uh, I'll let you go back to enjoying your, your day off. You're done. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.